Hey, Criminians. Welcome back to Crime and Mysteries. And today we have a crime that is sure to blow your mind. Now, the story of Donna and Mark Winger starts off as any other young couple. They met, they fell in love, and they decided to get married. Now, Mark and Donna Winger married in 1989, and the families could not be more overjoyed. Both families thought that Mark and Donna had met their person. And right after they got married, Mark actually was offered a position in Springfield, Illinois, and Mark was a nuclear engineer, and Donna was an emergency room technician. So essentially with Donna, what that meant is that she would be the ones preparing the room previous to surgeries for the doctors so that they had all the equipment that they needed in the room. So you would think that this is a beautiful couple starting off in life, thriving careers, Except for one thing, Donna wanted to have a family. She wanted to have children. And eventually she did find out that she was unable to give birth to a child of her own. Now, so many coincidences in life. And Donna, because she actually worked in the hospital, she came in contact with a coworker of hers who had let her know that there was a mother in the hospital giving birth that was interested in giving up her child for adoption. And Donna jumped at the opportunity. And she actually told the woman that she would be interested in adopting the child. And Donna was actually quoted as saying, I knew it was my baby the minute she was put into my arms. So Mark and Donna Winger essentially began their happily ever after with their baby girl. And they decided to name the baby Bailey and they welcomed her into their home on June 1st, 1995. And Donna's family had actually said that they did great in their role as parents. Donna actually gushed over baby Bailey and she did an excessive amount of videos and pictures and just wanted to introduce her to everybody. I wanted everybody to come over to the home to meet her baby. And this is actually shown on the special for Dateline where they showed home movies that Donna had made as her family members were coming to meet the baby. Um, and one of the family members, also some of her friends had come over. Specifically, one of her good friends, Deanne Schultz, who she had met at the hospital. And Donna continued to excel in her role as a mother. She had actually even taken a trip to visit her parents where she only took baby Bailey with her. And when she was coming back from that trip, she actually encountered a really scary experience. So where they live, she had to take the plane and the airport was about an hour and a half away from where she lived. So when the plane landed, she ended up having to get into a shuttle van. 
And the experience in the shuttle van was actually very creepy. Um, and she mentioned that she had taken a ride where the driver just was telling her very insane stories. Um, he had mentioned something along the lines of that when he's driving, he sometimes feels like uh, he, his soul leaves his body. He's no longer there. Uh, he had also been driving really erratically. Um, so she was definitely scared. And when she got home, she told her husband, Mark, about it. And Mark was irate. He actually called the company of the van and complained to the driver's boss. Now, the driver was uh, Harrington. And the boss actually took down the complaint. And it's not really clear what exactly happened at that point, whether the complaint was later, later relayed to Harrington uh, was there a, a probation period? Was he put on any type of restrictions with the driving? Nowhere in my research did it really specify this information, so I can't really forward that over to you guys. But the complaint was put in, and it's definitely something that Mark and Donna wanted to keep away from them. Now, oddly enough, one thing that Mark did have Donna do which when I initially read it, definitely brought up a red flag to me, is that he told Donna when she arrived home and she told him the story, he asked her to write it down. And I guess his reason for it was that he said, we want to be able to document everything that happened and keep the details. And Donna did. And Donna wrote out everything that happened during her ride, her experiences with the driver Harrington. So now we're going to fast forward to August 29, 1995, when Mark Winger places a distressing call to 911. And at this point, baby Bailey is about three months old. I'm not sure if you actually heard what he said there. He said her brains are everywhere. So Mark Winger is reporting that someone had come into their home and had attacked his wife and he found her with her brains on the floor. Are you kidding me right now? I'm going to let you guys listen to the rest of this. Where's the man at? He's laying on the floor. Is he dead? I don't know. He's making weird sounds. Sir. 20, sir. 20, sir. 20, sir. 20, slow down. Five. I can't understand you. Slow down. Is the man still in your house? Yes, he's laying there on the floor with a bullet in his head. Did you shoot him? Yes, I shot him. He was killing my wife. Please, my baby's crying. My baby's crying. I gotta go. I'll call you right back. And then Mark Winger hangs up the phone. So Mark calls, lets them know that his wife has been hurt by an intruder that has come into their home. And that Mark, trying to protect his wife and himself and his baby, has now shot the intruder. So when the police get there, they find the crime scene. And Donna Winger is on the floor, blood coming from her head. 
and there's another man laying almost beside Donna on the floor as well with a gunshot wound to the back. Obviously, Mark is a unconsoled husband at this point. He is trying to protect his wife at this point. It's not clear whether his wife is going to survive this or not. And he's speaking to the cops and telling them what happened. And essentially, they decide that Mark is not going to have charges brought against him because he was acting in self-defense. Later that night, Harrington did pass away from the gunshot wound, but so did Donna. And now Mark is a widow with a three-month-old daughter. Now, Donna's parents, who obviously were mourning the death of their daughter, but also trying to help Mark immediately fly into Springfield, Illinois, in order to help Mark with their granddaughter, Baby Bailey. And they actually stayed there for a few months until eventually they decided that they needed to go back home. And they gave the suggestion to Mark about hiring a nanny, which he did. And now comes the nanny into the picture. And the nanny's name is Rebecca Simic. And she essentially also has been quoted saying that she felt so bad for this baby who in her short amount of life has had two mothers taken away from her. So she comes into the home as a living nanny and begins to spend time with Bailey um, and also begins to spend time with Mark. And I guess in that dynamic of living together and essentially also raising a child, something happens. And Rebecca and Mark eventually begin a romantic relationship together. And they start actually raising Bailey as their daughter. Now in the show 2020, they actually had Simic saying, I remember asking him how he could move on so quickly. And he explained to me that when you have a good marriage, it's natural for you just to want that again. I mean, I'm melting, I guess. Uh, it seems that he lived such a wonderful, romantic, fairy tale life with Donna, and she was taken away from him so traumatically. Yet he still has this hope that he's going to love again, that Bailey is going to have this picture perfect family eventually, and that he had found it with Rebecca. And Rebecca and him eventually did marry, and they had three other children. So now that we got through the fluffy stuff, I'm going to tell you a little bit of the shady things that were happening. Now, obviously, Donna's parents wanted to continue being in Bailey's life. That is their granddaughter. And in the beginning, Mark did facilitate that and he allowed them to send gifts and call and find out about her. 
But one day, Donna's mother actually got a surprising phone call. And the phone call was from Mark letting her know that he would not or was not going to permit Bailey to call Donna's mother, Grandma. And this absolutely destroyed her world. Baby Bailey was one of the only things that she had to remind her of her daughter, of the love that her daughter had. And now this baby was not going to recognize her as a grandmother. And she wasn't exactly sure what the reason was. She wasn't sure if it was that Mark didn't want this to happen. She wasn't sure if it was Rebecca, the new wife, that was asking for this to happen. But eventually the relationship that she had with Bailey did get strained and the communication, it, it was steadily declining. Now, here's another thing that was happening in the background. Earlier, I had told you that Donna was showing off Bailey to all her family and friends. And that included a close friend of hers who was Diane Schultz, which she had met at the hospital. And Diane eventually went to speak to the officers or to the police department regarding some information that she had. She wanted to talk and get something off her chest. And this is about three years later. Now we're talking 1999. And she actually explained to the officers how her and Mark were having a romantic relationship while Donna was alive and even after Donna's death. And she also let them know about a conversation that Mark had with her regarding being tired of the relationship and wanting to be out of the relationship. And he wanted to plan something with the end. And he initially had mentioned to her about the driver that had driven Donna from the airport, Harrington, and the scary experience that Donna had with the driver. And he told her that he could plan something to get rid of Donna and that Deanne could help by walking in on Donna. I hope I'm making this clear. He was essentially telling Deanne that he was going to either murder Donna or have someone murder her and that he was going to have Deanne walk in and find her and have Deanne call the cops. And in some way, he wanted to involve Harrington in it, being that Donna had already had the experience with Harrington and that it had been reported. So now there was something in the records regarding this. Deanne let him let the cops know that she never actually agreed with Mark on doing any of these things. But then when she found out that Donna had died and that Harrington was involved in it, it definitely raised up a red flag. But she never came forward. And part of it was because she did have this secret relationship with Mark. And this broke the case open again. Now the cops went back in to look at the evidence again. And a lot of the evidence was no longer there because eventually, once they closed the case, they had given some of the evidence to Mark's attorneys because he had been working on a separate lawsuit, uh, actually suing the company that Harrington worked for. But some of the stuff that they were able to actually look into again 
and that raised red flags were that they actually saw that Harrington's car was parked the wrong way and that he also had better potential weapons in his car. He specifically a tire iron and a knife and that he could have used those to kill Donna if he wanted to and not use the hammer, which was the weapon that was found in the crime scene that was actually Donna's and Mark's. So they're saying if he wanted to kill Donna, he could have just walked in with stuff that he had in his car. Why would he walk in empty-handed and grab something that was there? Another thing was that they started to investigate the Polaroid photos. And they started to compare it with the story that Mark had told them regarding what happened that day. And that didn't match. The story that Mark had told them was that he heard a noise in the house and came running to the front of the house where he knew that Donna was at. And that he came upon Harrington hitting Donna to the back of the head with a hammer. And that he went to grab his gun and shot Harrington in the back. Now, what the officers are saying is, if Mark had shot Harrington in the back, Harrington actually would have fell back. And at the crime scene, what they found was that Harrington was actually almost laying down next to Donna. He actually would have been further away. And all of this eventually led them to bringing a case against Mark Winger now. Now, Mark at this point is remarried, has three new babies, four counting Bailey, and he's raising them with his new wife. His wife cannot believe what's happening. She doesn't understand how is it that he's still a suspect in this case when all these years, all his family has thought that he was nothing else but a hero. He essentially tried to save his wife, although he didn't. And now he was being accused of her murder. And what the investigation now finds is that Mark actually invited Harrington to the home. In some way, he was able to get in contact with Harrington and had him come to the home. And when Harrington came to the home, he set him up. And what he did was, once Harrington came into the home, he shot him right away. And when Donna came over to see what was happening, he then bludgeoned her to death with a hammer. And this would kind of so this was this would explain better at least why the bodies were positioned in the way that they were at. And not necessarily that Harrington fell back because of gunshot wound. Harrington was actually the first one that was hurt. Now, in his trial, Deanne actually gave more information on Mark Winger. And some of the things that she had said was that after Donna's murder, she actually had a conversation with Mark where she asked him, how could you live with yourself with what you've done? And then Mark had mentioned that he actually had been forgiven because he had changed religions. Uh, Mark was Jewish and he eventually changed to Christianity. And the reason that he told Diane that he did that was because Judaism was too critical and that in Christianity, he was already forgiven for, for his sins. And Deanne Schultz's testimony was really what sealed the deal in this case. There was not anything really that connected Deanne to this, but it's just that all her stories matched with what had happened at the home that day. And then finally, on June 5th, 
2002, the jury returns a verdict on the Winger case. And the jury finds him guilty on two counts of first-degree murder. Donna's family breathes a sigh of relief. As much as they didn't want to believe that Mark could do something like this to their daughter, but it was a sigh of relief that they actually knew what had happened now. And also, Harrington's family breathed a sigh of relief as well, as their son was vindicated of this murder. Mark Winger's sentence was life in prison with no parole for the murder of his wife, Donna, and the murder of Harrington. And to this day, Mark Winger maintains his innocence. And just maybe just a little happy light tip at the end. Bailey actually did reconnect with Donna's parents, her grandparents. And she actually um, remembered that she would always get Christmas cards or birthday cards from Ira. And she always asked, uh, and they did tell her, Rebecca, the new wife, and Mark did tell her that those were her, her grandparents, her, her mother's parents, which she never really saw. Um, and eventually through all, all this process and the sentencing of her father, she did connect with her grandparents. And that's definitely the silver lining in all this. Donna's sister also said, I think her legacy will live on through the people that we help and through the beautiful memories that we have of her. And she said this because they did start a fund to help women in distress. And it's an organization that provides shelter for women who are trying to escape abuse. And to get more information, visit womenindistress.org. Thanks for listening, Crime Minions, and tune in next week for our next story. Also, follow us on Instagram and on TikTok at Crime and Mysteries Podcast.